This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome to the Mom Room Podcast. My name is Renee Rena, and I am definitely the mom friend you have always wanted. Welcome, episode two, two, two. Um, do you like my fancy card? Because I feel professional with this card, like Jimmy Fallon, you know, Ellen DeGeneres. I got the card. If you're not watching on YouTube, what are you doing? Go subscribe. We are starting a YouTube channel. Like this is a thing. Do you think I bought this equipment for nothing? No, we're going big. Okay. Video content all the way. But of course, if you can only listen in audio, that's fine too. Um, do both. Do both. Okay. Welcome to episode 222. It is a solo episode, which means I'm just going to rant about something that's going on in my life right now. Um, at the end of this episode, I will do a follow-up on last Thursday's episode because that, the feedback on that, and here's the thing. Every time, whether it be like a TikTok, an Instagram post, a podcast episode, anytime I'm like a little bit uncomfortable putting something out there, it blows up and people relate to it and it does really well. So every time I have that feeling, I'm going to just like put it out there because obviously it needs to be out there. So last week's episode was, that was the situation. I was, I listened back to it and I never listened back to my episodes. But the next day after I recorded it, I was like, oh, like I feel weird. I don't know what I said. Like I was kind of just ranting, which is what we do here. Um, but yeah, I listened back and I was like, should I post this? Like I was debating like editing it and taking stuff out. And then I was like, no, I'm just going to put it up. And I'm really happy that I did because it's relatable. I feel like a lot of us are in the same situation. So it's nice to just open up about it and not have it be something, you know, people always say like, if you don't talk about it and you're just like secretive about it, then it makes you feel shame about it. And I don't want to feel that way. It's like, this is life and this is something that happens sometimes. So how are we going to make it better? Anywho, I'll talk a little bit about that, like a follow-up to that episode at the end of this one. But this episode is about starting school. My child is starting kindergarten next week. If you're in the U.S., maybe your kids already started school because I think you start school way ahead of us. Um, but for us Canadians, we are starting school next week. September 6th is the big day. And I am, I feel like I've just been putting it in the back of my mind and not really acknowledging it. 
But now that it's so close, I'm like, oh my God, oh my God. Like I'm having many, like, like all the emotions. I'm excited for him that he's going to start school. I'm like devastated that we are changing our routine and we're leaving the daycare that he's gone to since he was 11 months old because I'm obsessed with that daycare, his teachers, like we're so comfortable there and now we have to leave and that's what it is. I just, you hope that when he goes to his big boy school, he's going to be as comfortable and I'm going to feel as comfortable sending him there. So it's just like the unknown. Um, It's also like he doesn't understand as much. So I'm like projecting onto him how I think he's going to feel about it. I don't know. Because like he doesn't really get it. He's excited to go to big boy school. They did an orientation, I think, in July or in June. Um, and he loved it. He was all excited. He keeps asking when he's going to go to big boy school. But I'm like, oh my God, I don't know if he understands that like all his friends at daycare are not going to be there. It's going to be different. So that's what I struggle with. Um, so this is his last week of daycare. And me as a child, I was trying to think back because this is what I do. I overthink everything. I was trying to think back like, Do I remember moving or starting school and leaving preschool? Like, was I upset about it? I don't remember a thing. Like, I don't remember one thing. And it's funny. I was just meeting with Nadine. Um, She is helping me with the podcast. Let's call her a producer. She's great. And we were just talking about Milo starting kindergarten. And she was like, honestly, I don't remember one person from daycare. And I was like, okay. She's like, in like a year or two, he's not going to remember one person from daycare. And I was like, yeah, I know, but it's so sad. But it's true. I don't remember anything from being a child. And like we moved. I did preschool and then I did kindergarten and junior kindergarten. No, junior and senior kindergarten. Now I think they like put it together together I feel like junior kindergarten used to just be a half day anyways after that we moved cities and I did grade one and grade two in a whole different city and then we moved back to Sudbury and I started grade three there and I don't remember it being like maybe in my three-year-old brain it was a big deal but you know now looking back I'm like I don't remember it being a thing And I think kids are much more resilient and like open to new people and new situations than maybe adults are. Like I had to go, I went to a baby shower on Sunday and I wasn't really going to know anybody there. Um, And so I was like kind of nervous, but I feel like a child, if you're like, oh, we're going to go to this person's like birthday party or something, they wouldn't even care. They would just be like, yeah, sweet, let's go and like start playing right away. Whereas as adults, we're like, ooh. Anywho, um, so Renee, stop projecting your adult social and like, you know, all these anxieties onto your child. Um, But yeah, something that made it worse and made me more emotional. And it's my husband's like, yay, no more daycare payments. And I'm like crying myself to sleep because I'm sad (laughs) that he's not going to see his daycare friends anymore. Anywho, okay. Um, 
Something that made it more emotional for me was going to his friend's birthday party on Sunday because I got to see him interact with all his friends and see how much... So there were four boys from his daycare that he plays with every single day. He's been with them since he was 12 months old and he's now four. And to see them be excited to see each other and play and fight bad guys in the bouncy castle... When one of the kids showed up, Milo like screamed his name and ran over to him and gave him a big hug. And I was trying to keep tears from like falling out of my eyes. Like, Renee, you're at a freaking kid's birthday party. Like, why are you crying? But in my mind, I was just like, oh, my God, he's going to be playing with these kids for one more week. And then he goes to big boy school. And I just I just feel so like emotional about it. And Not only that, it's like a whole new transition for everybody. It's like new routine. And even though there are perks to the new routine, like for example, his daycare is a half hour away. So I'm literally driving two hours a day because I drive there and back, there and back. And his school is just down the street. So it is going to free up a lot of time. But I'm still nervous. It's like you get used to your routine and now it's going to change. And I just hope everything goes smoothly. And like, God forbid, what if he goes to school the first day and then the next day he's like crying because he doesn't want to go to school. And my mom was saying that that's what happened to my sister. My sister did not want to go to kindergarten. And my mom suspected it was the teacher that was like, you know, not a nice person. But My mom said it was like a terrible experience because my sister would like cry hysterically, did not want to go to school. And it's like, what the hell do you do as a parent? You just, and I feel like school, it's not the same vibe as daycare. It's not like nurture and like, oh, little babies. Like they don't wipe their butts. Um, Okay. Like sometimes when they go for a poop and it's like messy on their butt, what's going to happen? I've been trying to teach Milo how to wipe his butt. And it's not going well. He can barely reach. And he like goes into this like weird frog pose trying to wipe his bum. And he like taps it a couple times. And I'm like, okay, good job. Like that was a good, it was a good start. But so they don't wipe their bum. And I feel like, you know, if Milo gets hurt at daycare, they like bring him to the daycare office and they give him a snack and they like coddle him. And it's not going to be like that at school. They don't wipe their butts. They don't put on sunscreen. What what do kids just burn? I guess parents put it on in the morning, but then what about afternoon recess? You know, they don't reapply. Um, They don't help them open up their lunch containers. It's like lunch is like a set amount of time. Not everyone's going to have different lunches. Like right now, the beauty of daycare is they make their meals in-house. So Milo goes to daycare, they give him breakfast, they give him lunch, and they give him afternoon snack. And it's the same thing for all the kids. So there's like this, not like peer pressure, but it's like this, you know, psychological thing where everyone around you is eating all the same thing. So you eat it. So on his little app that he has for daycare, I see what he's eaten all day. And I'm like, He ate that like vegetable chili with like rice and cantaloupe. And I'm like, oh my God. It's like he ate it all. 
He doesn't eat rice at home. He won't touch rice at home. So now I have to make him lunches. That's a whole other like routine thing that we're going to have to start doing. Pack his lunch, but also like pray to the gods that he eats his lunch because all the kids are going to be eating different things. So I don't know. I feel like there's going to be a few days where he's going to come home hungry or he didn't eat quickly enough and lunch was over or he couldn't get his freaking container open. Like, I'm sure they, like, I'm being a little bit dramatic, but people are like, no, like, they don't really help them with their lunches. So if you're listening to this and your kid is starting kindergarten, it's important to make sure that they have containers that they can open and, like, practice opening it and closing it. Um, Also, like, if some of their food is wrapped, Like, sometimes I can barely open a bag of, like, little cookies or whatever. So probably best to just, like, take it out of the package and put it into a container that they can open. Um, So, yeah, this is just going to be a big change. And I'm a little bit nervous about it. Um, Another huge thing. The school bus. I took a school bus my whole life. It was not a big deal. It was actually enjoyable. It was like, oh, like all the kids are on the bus and it's fun. Um, My husband never took a bus in his life, like a school bus. So he's like, we're just going to drive him. I'm like, no, we're not. He's going to take the school bus. And also, like, I've heard from many people that the school parking lot is small and it's a clusterfuck if you try and drop off your kid or pick them up. So he's going to take the bus. The school is literally down the street. It'll be fine. It's not like he's taking some big like half hour, 45 minute bus ride. Um, It's literally under 10 minutes from the time they pick him up to the time they drop him off. So it'll be fine. And he'll probably get on the bus with like friends and kids from the neighborhood that he'll eventually know. So it should be fine. But we had an orientation to the school bus. Okay. On Saturday, let me take a drink. My husband and I both turn the big four zero next year, and we have been thinking a lot about our long-term health. We want to get smarter about our health, make better choices, but also not feel overwhelmed trying to separate fact from fiction. There is so much information out there and it can be hard to figure out what applies to you, what is right, and what is wrong. Well, let me introduce you to the Zoe Science and Nutrition Podcast. With the help of world-leading scientists, they help you make smarter health choices every week. Don't just take my word for it. Naomi's Apple Review says, Zoe Science and Nutrition is super easy to consume even if you don't understand the science. With loads of actionable tips, a great mix of guests, and interesting cutting-edge science. You can't go wrong with a weekly podcast where world-leading scientists explain how their own research could improve your health. If you're ready to join millions of others like Naomi transforming their health, then search for Zoe Science and Nutrition wherever you listen to podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Little Spoon. If you're like me, then the bane of your existence is thinking about what to feed your children, prepping food, going to the grocery store, all of the above. 
Who has the time? We are all so busy and it's important to incorporate things into our life that keep our life as simple and convenient as possible. Lil Spoon is one way to do just that. They deliver fresh, healthy meals and snacks straight to your door that your kid will love at every eating stage they are in. The baby blends are fresh, organic baby food from single ingredients to multi-textured purees to take the stress out of starting solids. They partner with Clean Label Project to test their blends for 400 plus contaminants, including heavy metals. So you know you're getting good stuff. The Biteables are finger food meals that are cut to size to promote easy self-feeding and they are healthy, balanced, and free of artificial junk. The Little Spoon Plates are toddler and big kid meals that are free of junk and they taste amazing. Even the pickiest eaters will love them. Think hidden veggie mac and cheese, chicken nuggets, and adventurous eats like potstickers, gnocchi, and more. They also offer really fun things like puffs, they have smoothies, lunchers, and snacks. You quite literally never have to think about food again. It's just easy peasy. And did I mention this all comes right to your door? It is so flexible, so easy, and everything stores right in the fridge and freezer. The price is right. The quality is unmatched. You are going to love it and your kids are going to love it. It is just a huge win for your family. Simplify your kids' mealtime with 30% off your first order. Go to littlespoon.com slash momroom and enter our code momroom at checkout to get 30% off your first Little Spoon order. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode of The Mom Room and providing me with samples. You know how a lot of people can't leave the house without a water bottle? It's like their emotional support water bottle. I am the exact same way with facial tissues. And that is because I have such bad allergies, specifically in my sinuses, to the point where I know I'm going to have to blow my nose multiple times in a day, and I cannot be out in public without my emotional support facial tissues. Luckily, for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so that you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Now I know if I have a big event, maybe I'm going to a concert, going out for dinner, I don't want to be blowing my nose every two seconds. It's very unbecoming. And so I will take Claritin D and enjoy my evening. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin Clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter or ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin Clear. Use as directed. Also, I made a coffee and it did not turn out. I don't know. Um, I don't know what happened, but the Nespresso, it like spit out the smallest amount of liquid. And I was like, oh, maybe it's like a little espresso shot. Like, no, something went wrong. Something went horribly wrong in that coffee mug. Um, so I'll make one after this. So we go to the bus orientation and it was super cute. I was like, oh, that's really nice that they're putting that on like for the region. So it was at a high school in the area and they have like the buses lined up. You, when you registered for it online, you selected what time slot you wanted your kid to go do the orientation. So we take him. 
Um, the first part of it was like you go in and you watched this movie. It was a 20 minute movie on school bus safety, taking the bus safely. Now, prior to this orientation, I was like, taking the school bus is not a big deal. It's just not a big deal. Like, it's fine. You get on the bus, you get dropped off at school. Like, you hop on the bus, you get dropped off at home. Like, it's not a big deal. After this, like, 20-minute bus safety video, I'm sitting there, like, having mild anxiety watching this video. I'm like, oh, my God, the school bus is so dangerous. Like, so many things can go wrong. There are so many rules. Like, they had a bird's eye view of the bus with 10 feet on either side blocked out in red. And it was like the danger zone. You don't ever want to be standing in this area, like beside the bus or in front of the bus or behind the bus. The bus won't be able to see you. And I was like, oh my God. I was like, if you drop your ball under the bus, don't go and get it. Tell the driver. And I'm like, oh my God. Like now I'm scared of the bus. I was fine with him taking the bus. And after this 20 minute orientation of how dangerous taking the bus is, now I'm scared. Always sit facing forward with your bag on your lap. I was like, oh my God, don't put your hands out the window. Like there could be trees and cars and transports going by and it'll hit your hand off, like rip your hand off. I'm like, Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ. So anywho, we watched this video and it wasn't intended to be scary, but, you know, it was like made fun with like a little bee cartoon and like it was cute. But I'm sitting there like, oh, my God, taking the bus is actually the biggest deal in the world. Um, So much to consider. And so, OK, so that was the movie. And then we go out and All the kids were supposed to go up, like say hello to the bus driver and get up on the bus, sit down, and then they were going to take them for a ride around the block. Okay. Some of the kids were freaking their freak. They did not want to get on the bus. And I was like, I can't blame you. Like here, get onto this giant yellow fucking vehicle and with this stranger that you've never met before and we're just going to drive away. Don't worry. Like, well, I'll take you back. So I understood why the kids were freaking out. Like, I would freak out too. Like, that's scary. Um, Milo was a little bit hesitant, but he walked on and sat down. Like, I think he was so, like, focused on, like, being a big boy and this was exciting and this is what was going to happen for big boy school. So you kind of feel bad as a parent because you're like, oh, I know he's, like, being really brave and he's like, I'm a big boy. And so anyways, he was in such a good mood, all excited, all day. And then up until that point, something shifted. Like he was a little bit hesitant, but he got on. And if you saw the story um, that I shared on Instagram of him in the bus window, like sitting in the seat, like with his nose on the window like this, like looking at us like, (sighs) like, you know, it was and like we're sitting on the, the sidewalk, not in the danger zone, like beside the bus and we're like cheering like good job honey this could be so exciting like we're gonna be right here don't worry and he's just looking at us like like will I ever see you again so anyways he goes around the block 
comes back and then he was fine like he got off the bus but something like his mood shifted like he was not okay after that um but more pressure on the parents it was like after your child goes on their little like ride around the block you're going to have to walk them across the street following the instructions that was given to you in the video and I was like oh Jesus Christ like we got to get this right and it was like the bus driver will like do this like with an open palm out for you like you don't go when the bus driver has his hand like this or her hand like this and when the coast is clear and you're ready to go they will do this like just literally it's like a slight shift in the hand so that the thumb goes up and then they will guide you across the road and once you get to the edge of the bus you stop again and look both ways and then the bus driver will continue to guide you across the road. And so I'm like, Jesus Christ, like, I didn't know this was going to be such a stressful <laughs> event for us. But we passed, guys. We we did okay. And that's that was the school bus experience. And I'm a little bit afraid of it now. But it's going to be fine, right? I feel like the first day is going to be rough. And my husband was like, we should just drive him on the first day. And I was like, I don't know if we should because I don't know. I feel like we should just go wait for the bus, see what happens. And if he gets on the bus, like I remember getting on the bus on the first day of school and I'm fine. So anyhow, so that's that on that. Like really emotional about starting daycare and I don't know if it's because like I had my period I don't know I've just been like so emotional about it lately to the point where like sometimes I'm trying to fall asleep at night and like there's tears coming out of my eyes like yeah that happened um and then there's my husband like yeah we don't have to pay for daycare anymore and I'm like um but we're getting a cleaning uh service in the house so not saving that much money sucker anywho okay little bit of a follow-up from last Thursday um talking about interpersonal relationship burnout mostly like the friendship thing and also like marriage after kids this is going to be an ongoing conversation because it is such a like a it's a difficult topic to talk about Um, I feel like people don't talk about it because they're worried about being judged or, and like, yeah, for sure I'm being judged, especially on TikTok. And that's okay. Like, I'm okay with that because I feel like I'm confident in my situation and it's not like these things are, it's not like I don't talk about talk to my husband about these things, right? It would be different if I just like posted all this random shit on post on social media and and my husband had no idea. Um like we talk about these things often. So it's like a work in progress. The the biggest thing I wanted to say is that similar to being the default parent and obviously there are exceptions to this rule, but it's nobody's fault. Like, it's not like I'm blaming my husband or myself. Like, it's nobody's fault. I feel like 
it's just a family dynamic or, you know, it's like a routine. It's a rut. It's like a season of a relationship. And that's, that's it. It's it like I'm nobody is to blame. Obviously, there are things that both of us can do to try and make it better. Um, do I have an answer for that? Like, no, not yet. I'm like doing some reading. I am looking into different like relationship experts and I'm gonna, this is gonna be an ongoing thing that I'm gonna talk about and like share our experience and let you know what we're doing and if something works well or yeah. Um. So yeah, not blaming anybody. It is just something that happens and it's not the best. Um, yesterday I posted a TikTok, the quiet car ride, because on Saturday, I think it was, or Friday, I don't know, we drove to our favorite brewery and it's like a 20 minute drive, 25 minute drive. And like in the car ride on the way to dinner, I was just like, I have nothing to say or like we're not talking like Milo was in the back playing Mario Kart on the Nintendo and I'm like do to do like listening to the radio dum, 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 dum. like we used to have so much to talk about and I don't really want to talk about Milo it's like And sometimes I even have things to say, but I'm just like, "Eh, I don't even want to say it. Like, I don't know. It just felt so weird. And I was like, oh, I hate this. Like, we used to be like, like talking, talking, like so many things to talk about. And now it's like, do you ever like go out to dinner with your partner and you're just like, like talking about stuff that's on the menu or like, (laughs) what? Uh, I don't know, guys. I don't know. Anywho, I'm going to figure it out and I'll have some hot tips <laughs> for everybody soon. But anyways, I posted that TikTok of like, it was like POV, like point of view. You're on your way to dinner, you're like in the car ride on your way to dinner with your husband. And you used to have thinking about how you used to have so many things to talk about. But 10 years and one child later, like the car is just silent or something like that. Lots of people related to that. Like in 24 hours, it less than 24 hours, it had a million views on TikTok. So there's that. Um, lots of quiet cars happening here. Two comments that I wanted to talk about on that TikTok. And obviously it's from comments from men. Um, the first one, No, no, no. This was from a woman, actually. She was like, I always wonder if TikTokers' partners see their TikToks and if it makes them sad. And I was like, that's okay. Like, I understand where that thought is coming from. But for us, yes, my husband sees all my content. Does it make him sad? Like, did he look at that TikTok and get sad? Maybe makes me sad too. Like I'm sad about that too. Um, so, but again, it's not like this, he's not going to see that TikTok and it's going to like come as a surprise or be a shock because we talk about these things. Like this is an ongoing conversation. If it was something that 
I never brought up and we weren't actively having conversations about the, yeah, then maybe he would see it and be kind of like, uh, okay, why aren't you talking to me about this? You know? Um, so yeah, that was, uh, I wanted to address that comment because maybe other people are wondering the same thing. Um, and then somebody else, a man was like, somebody needs to let this guy know that she's going to cheat on him and leave. And I was like, so stupid. Did I try and get on Rhea to date Shawn Mendes? Yes, I did. But that's not that's not the point here, okay? When I'm in a fit of rage and I'm like super in my feelings and pissed off, am I sometimes like, that's it, I'm leaving. I'm going to go rent a condo and live my life. Yeah, sometimes I think that because I'm irrational in those moments. Um, whenever I'm calm and like level-headed, I'm like, no, like we need to work on this and make our relationship better. And like, we're going to be together forever. And, you know, all like the normal thoughts occur. Um, But yeah, I think, again, I think it says something if you are actively having these conversations with your partner and you're not just keeping all these thoughts to yourself um, and telling other people about it and not your partner, you know? So that was something to think about. Oh, speaking of Rhea, yes, I did apply to get on Rhea. And if anybody out there is like the Rhea gatekeeper, Raya, Rhea, whatever it is, why am I on a wait list? Like, hello, get me on the app. Jesus, like a wait list? Come on. The host of the Mom Room podcast. Am I happily married? Yes, I am. But like, Sean Mendez is on the app. I want to. I want to be on the app too. Okay, he lives in the area. I'm in the GTA. I'm just saying. Um. Anywho, with all this relationship talk, talk, TikTok talk, I'm so excited for first of all the episode on boundaries, which is on Tuesday with Tracy Dalgleish, all about boundaries. Okay. Lots of talk about in-laws. Um, and then the episode after that it was is with Zara. She is a couples therapist. That was an incredible episode. Both of those are in person. They will be on YouTube because we're YouTubers now. I don't know if you, you know that. Um, taking over the world. Anywho, guys, thanks for listening. This was fun. Um, I'm happy I set up my lights and my camera and I actually did the dang thing. Got to get my dad here to hang up my neon sign and then we are um, cooking with gas. That's something that a dad would say. We are cooking with gas. All right. Thanks for listening. If you haven't already, rate, review, subscribe. Subscribe on YouTube because I only have like 600 subscribers and I would like to get 100,000 so I could get the plaque. Okay. Is that so much to ask for? God. Thanks, guys. Hope your children sleep tonight. Are you looking for a podcast that'll make you laugh? You came to the wrong place. That's not us. That's not us. <laughs> well, it is. We are a husband and wife who chat about raw, real relationship yeah, topics. like sex. Like money. Like marriage and kids. But we're not afraid to talk about how your newborn baby probably isn't as cute as you think it is. If you're in need of entertainment while you're driving to work, because that sucks, we can join you in the suckage, kind of like being in your ear. Not physically. So if you want to laugh, come check us come out. Come check us out. Brought to you by the Laughing Couple Podcast. 